sure you finally want to give the revival a live mic on national television in front of millions of people. Because if that's the case, if that's the case, bring it a little closer. What you just witnessed was tag team excellence, a clinic in tag team wrestling. And that's something that's, uh, that's been missing here for quite some time because too many guys are worried about running to the back and playing video games with their friends or, uh, or checking their Instagram for the, the amount of likes they got on a picture, but not dashing myself. We are students of this game. All we're worried about, all we're worried about is punishing our opponents, mastering holds, and winning matches. That's it. Okay, well, since you are such students of the game, which old school legends are you most excited to meet next week at the Raw 25th anniversary show? There is absolutely nothing old school about beer bats and crotch chops. Those are the reasons that this business, our business, has become a mockery. See, we, we're not sports entertainers. We are professional wrestlers. Exactly. And look, hey, we're not a creation of the WWE boardroom. We're as real as it gets. Next week, Raw 25, live. There are going to be a ton of superstars and entertainers from around the globe. But this is our universe. And there's only one team that's going to set the tone for Monday Night Raw for the next 25 years. And Jack, you're looking at them. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes, Josh Custodio. Justin, this is uh, a return to form. It's a it's a new day, you might say. It's a it's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, my friend. Because uh, we're doing an episode of uh, Top Marks, my favorite podcast. Uh, we're doing it, and it's just us, the yeah, two. Just- you and me, the two hashtag good friends. The two hashtag good friends. And we're, I'm excited about this. And we're not going to break any rules this week. We're going to keep it yeah. locked in at 15 minutes. No overtimes. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see. It should be an interesting show. I am I am kind of excited to get back to basics here for back the first time basics. in the new year. Yes, yes, yes. Now, uh, Justin, it's a, it's a beautiful day here in Vancouver, and maybe that's adding to it, but uh, I'm feeling especially good about today's show. I yeah? gotta t- I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to talk about some professional wrestling because a lot happened this week. That's true. I think we're going to have some things to argue about today as well. Oh, no, I don't like that. Well, it's going to happen because uh, I, I already know that we have – uh, some conflicting opinions on some of the things we're going to talk about. Before we get to though oh, the okay. the top three topics of uh, the week, if you if you're just joining us, hello, uh, hello, thank you, welcome. If this is your first episode, and it always is someone's first, and unfortunately last as well, always their last. Uh, <laughs> It's more people's last episode. Then first, at this point, yes, I would imagine so. Uh, it's hard to like get into the Top Marks canon at this point, I 32 g- episodes deep. Ah, it's too late. Yeah, the continuity is well established. You're not kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we like brief people on what happened. We should do that. Okay, well, Justin, what is it we do here <laughs> on Top Marks? Previously on Top Marks. 
just give like uh, some some cliffhangers, basically. So at the end, like a reason to tune like, in. Yeah, the next it's like week. setting up Raw at the beginning of every. Okay, Raw. I I'll try to think of something during the show to do that for okay. at the end of this episode. Okay, that's that's fine. But, but uh, what is it that we do here on Top? Mark? You and I we break down the top one, two, three stories in the world of professional wrestling each and every week, yep. and I'm, we're going to get into what those topics are in just a moment. But we only discuss them for. Uh, a maximum length of... Uh, 15 minutes. Which is also the length of... A WCW TV title match. Correct on both counts, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Uh, but I, I want to bring back a, an old segment here. Oh, what? A, a okay. beloved segment that the people have really been clamoring for. They want to see it make a return. What is it? And it is... Hey, guy... What's that all about? With Justin Morris? Absolutely. <laughs> I forgot now, about this Now, you segment. may remember I'm no longer allowed to have a segment called Come On Man as a result of a cease and desist letter filed by ESPN yeah, fuck you, on ESPN. behalf of Monday Night Football. However, I am fully allowed to do my new segment, Hey Guy, What's That All About? <laughs> and I was recently informed, Josh, that, uh, you know, you... Uh, as the listeners may well know, just came back from Japan last yeah. week. Oh, this is about me? Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> oh, no. about you. Uh, you were in Japan. <laughs> yeah. And while you were there, you went to like a, a wrestling uh, apparel kind of like souvenir. Oh, yeah. Backdrop. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is it like uh, the New Japan official store or is it no. its own thing? Uh, we did go to the official New Japan store, but this isn't that. This is WWE, New Japan, also sort of punk rock music. Uh, video game culture, a little bit, a good hodgepodge of a bunch of things I like. It's called Backdrop. Okay, and while you were there, you were trying on a number of different items. True. Uh, including a a real, genuine leather Stone Cold oh. Steve Austin <laughs> vest. Yeah. The classic Austin black vest. Yeah. Which, if I'm not mistaken, ran for approximately $60 Canadian. That sounds about right, yeah. And you did not buy it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. I I was really close. I'm assuming Mike told you that. Yeah, Mike yeah. did tell me that you did not buy the Stone Cold vest, which prompted one question from me, of course. What was it? Hey, guy, what's that all about? <laughs> I walked right into it. <laughs> uh, do you want me to explain myself? Or yes. Is that the segment? Yeah, no, you do. I think yeah. you owe me an explanation, You and most of all, you owe the listeners an explanation. Okay, well, I'll try to give one that's uh, satisfactory. I had already spent like almost 200 bucks there. And I was thinking, oh, uh, I'll, if I buy this vest, I'll go as Austin for Halloween. That seems like the thing to do. But uh, I'm not going to shave my head. I'm not going to shave my beard. So then I'm just like me wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin vest. So I ultimately decided against it. Well, you, what you weren't thinking of was never mind like Halloween, bud. Yeah. You could wear that vest to every wrestling show you go to. Oh shit! And you don't need to do anything with your hair or your beard. You just <sighs> you show up at the show. Like we're going to ECCW Ballroom Brawl this weekend. That's right. It's I'm very this excited. This coming Saturday. Couldn't be more excited. The Commodore Ballroom. Yeah, absolutely. And you could be wearing Fuck. a fucking leather Stone Cold vest to that night, <laughs> but you're not because you didn't buy it. And what's that all about? <laughs> Justin, I gotta be honest. I don't really have a, a rebuttal. I actually just feel shitty about not buying it now. Is like, this what you wanted? Yeah, because like in the grand scheme, Josh, yeah. you're a hardworking man. Yeah, I'm out here. You're raking in the dough day after day. Is that right? What's $60 <laughs> in the big picture? It's a drop in the bucket, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so wealthy that yeah. $60, I mean... Uh, so it's a teardrop in the ocean, bud. I wipe my ass with sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Sixty bucks? What are you gonna do? I can't even take the train for sixty bucks in this city. Exactly. And it it, it even said like bulletproof on the back and had the skull. It was badass. It it sounds amazing. Yeah. And you didn't buy this. Yeah. 
I've actually had a quite a few regrets about things I didn't buy in Japan. What else? Uh, amiibos are much cheaper there. Ah. So there were some for Breath of the Wild that are out here, 50 bucks. There were 50 in there. Uh, maybe that was it. Maybe bringing a bottle of whiskey back. Sort of regret not doing that at the duty free. Okay. Mike also told me you were trying on a Los Ingobernables de Japan baseball jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I regret not buying that. Yeah. I have the hat and the shirt. How much does the guy need? Uh, baseball jerseys are pretty sweet. I like wearing them in the summertime. Well, then why didn't you buy it, Justin? I don't know. I, I didn't go. I couldn't afford to even be there in the <laughs> first place. Never mind buy vests and baseball jerseys. Well, now, Justin, that you've guilted me and made me feel like an imbecile, do you want to know what the three rounds are this week? I would love to know what they are. Let me tell you then. Uh, in round number one, Justin, uh, we're going to preview Raw 25. Uh, next Monday is the, the 25th anniversary of Raw. They're bringing in some big hitters. Uh, we don't really know what these big hitters are going to be up to. Maybe we'll get into some predictions, things like that. Are you excited? I, I am, yeah. Fantastic. And then we'll move on to round number two where... Uh, uh, this week, we had some uh, signings by WWE, uh, Ricochet, EC3, War Machine, pardon me, and maybe even somebody else who I'm not remembering. Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae, thank you, right off the top of my head. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, those signees, what uh, brand they should end up on, maybe directions they could go, our excitement levels, a lot of fun stuff there. And then around... I think we're mostly going to argue about Ricochet. Oh, oh. I think you mean... Pricochet. <laughs> okay, and then around number three, uh, Justin, some, some sad news in the world of wrestling this week. After a, a very brief return run, uh, Paige is injured, and it seems like maybe we'll never wrestle again, uh, from what I'm gathering. Is this your understanding? Yeah, I mean, that seems to be... I mean, it sounds like she never should have come back yeah, at all in the first place. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get and, into that. And kind of talk about where she belongs, sort of in the pantheon of this... Women's wrestling revolution. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, just kind of, uh, you know, pour one out for our homegirl. Yeah, rest <laughs> in peace, Paige. Uh, that and a thrilling episode of Sunday Night Tweet. And uh, But first, uh, Justin, did you say that we had a new sponsor this week? We do. Oh, I should have bought that vest. We do have a new sponsor this week. And, uh, of course, they would happily pay for your vest. Oh, shit. Uh, our new sponsor... Uh, is, is, is well, they're they're a pretty prestigious monster, and they're really? playing very very well for this. Okay, all right, I'm excited. So here here's here's the cop. Hit me, right? Jeff. Picture this: you're about to serve dinner to your girl on a fine romantic evening, and you go to light a candle. But what's that? Your lighter is out of fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch. Picture this: <laughs> it's a stormy night, and the dang wind's blown all the power out. It's so dark. How are you going to light a candle without any lighter fluid? I don't know. You need Match.com. Ah. The website that sends you a little box full of matches in the mail every single month. For those moments when you need fire and a lighter is just so unreliable. Justin, can I jump in here? Absolutely. Have you tried using a lighter these days? It's, uh, you know, you're just bumbling it, oh, you're fumbling it, you drop it on the floor. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. Now, Match.com is fully aware that there is another Match.com, and that's why their website is... <laughs> rnatch.com that's a lowercase r lowercase n atch.com like match.com but too late to be match.com rnatch.com meet your match at match.com match.com is a subsidiary of candles.org <laughs> I hope they paid really good money they did they paid very handsomely and oh. once again that's rnatch.com use promo code topmarks when you buy your matches are are you sure this is always someone's last episode? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
why would anyone come back after this? And with that, it's time for round number one. Round one. Fight. Justin, I was crunching some numbers the other day, as I am wont to do. Oh, and, uh, you're a big-time accountant. You know me. You just one and one's two. There, I just did it. Wow. I just did it live. You're never not doing Th- it. That's my gimmick. Uh, and, Justin, I realized you're the exact same age as Monday Night Raw. 25 years old, 25 years of Raw. That's kind of cool. Uh, I hate to uh, burst your bubble here, bud, but you forgot to carry the one. Oh. Yeah. I'm actually five years older than Raw. Oh. Well, my math was way off, but Justin, <laughs> luckily I didn't need to do math about Raw because they incessantly reminded you on Monday Night Raw that next week, this coming Monday, is the 25th anniversary of Raw. What does Raw mean to you, Justin? Before we get into the nitty-gritty here, what, Monday Night Raw, what's your relationship with this program? I mean, I first came to it probably in 1998 okay. or so uh, as, as like exposure to it, and then I f- started like recording it. On a programmed VCR, I put a tape in to record it every single Monday night, uh, probably starting... Actually, I know exactly when. The oh, very okay. first Raw that I recorded, I watched it on a, I went back and watched it on the network recently. Oh, cool. It is the night after St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So the first <laughs> Raw building towards WrestleMania 15. Hang on, I gotta jump in here. With St. Valentine's Day Massacre, what got you... Like, Were you so interested off the heels of that pay-per-view to watch Raw the next day? Um, I, I don't remember exactly. I think people... People were just talking about uh, at school the giant had debuted okay. the night before Paul yep. White. Yep. Uh, and I went home and I was like, "Well, I guess if I want to know what everyone's talking about at school tomorrow, I better uh, set up this tape to record." <laughs> what a time! And I did that week after week after week for a good two and a half years or so. Nice. Uh, and then came back to it, of course, uh, in the last kind of four or five here. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. You know, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that uh, was something that I did to fit in back in the day, <laughs> and now it's something that I do to just hang out with my buds because you're more often than not having a viewing party over at your house every single Monday night. Uh, very reliably, I am there seated surrounded by some amount of people watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, uh, and I've very much enjoyed that lately yeah. as well. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's been kind of an enduring institution through the years, even when it hasn't been so great. That's true. Uh, and and I'm kind of excited to see all of these big returns kind of yeah. next week. Are, are you more excited for Raw 25 than you normally would be for a Raw? Absolutely. And I think, yeah. I think that they are in, you know, they're lucky. They're lucking out right now uh, because, look, I know we're building towards the Royal Rumble and that should be kind of a big time. But yep. it doesn't, like, outside of Braun Strowman, there's nothing on WWE television right now that feels, like, important, that feels like can't-miss television. Besides the revival. I mostly agree with you. And I was having this realization the other night that, like, this is kind of two years in a row now where once we get into this late December, January part of the calendar, despite the fact that I have been a loyal week-to-week viewer watching every single week for basically going on, I guess, three or, yeah, three years now. A long time. Because uh, I, I went all in when Seth uh, won the title at WrestleMania. Right. That would be three years ago. And uh, <laughs> I've hit this stumbling point the last two years in a row. Oh, okay. When we get to this part of the year, I just, I can't, I can't do it, man. I, really? I have yeah. a very hard time staying invested because... It feels like filler. Like, even last year, and it was last year that Roman... No, I guess that was two years ago. Roman Roman versus Triple H with the title 
on the line inside the Rumble. Correct. Two years ago, they brought back. So this is three years in a row now where, or yeah, where, yeah, the, the, like when we get to this part of the year. It feels m- like it hit a, a bit of a speed bump. My give a shit meter drops to like very low and I need to fuel up to get into like the nerd <laughs> portion of the nerdometer again. So is because, Raw like, 25 because, filling like, that tank? Even when they brought back Vince yeah. to like antagonize Roman on the build to that uh, rumble, yeah. I still didn't watch Raw. Like you well, would that think that, so that Vince would be a big draw for me or anyone and I still was like, don't care. Fucking checked out. I mean, that felt so forced in particular, right, with the the Vince coming back. But I, I am excited for Raw 25 next week, like quite excited. And I feel not. I don't think my listlessness for the product is quite where yours is right now because I thought this week's Raw was actually really yeah. Excellent. This week's Raw was really good, but it was I, the first great one in a while. And also, like coming off the heels of Wrestle Kingdom and the fact that I now have a New Japan World subscription, yeah, I am just going back and watching so much New Japan wrestling in their archives basically every night lately yeah that like it's t- it's gonna take a lot to like get me invested in the main product for wwe again right now and this raw is coming at right the perfect time because there this feels like appointment television that i have to be over at studio beard how five yes to be watching with the boys That's because because this is a big thing like this uh a 25th anniversary show where all of the icons of the past come back to salute the program and and probably do some fun things with the current talent as well. A show like this doesn't come around every day. You better savor it when you get the chance. I fully agree, Justin. And before we dive into what we think some of those people might do, we're going to do an in-round version of one of our segments called Keep It or Kick It, Justin. Keep It or Kick It in the middle of another round. I I know we've gone off the rails. This is unprecedented. Justin, how Keep It or Kick It works? I don't know if Match.com is going to be happy about this. (laughs) That's RNH. RNH.com. Justin, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to read a, the list of each legend that's going to be appearing on Monday Night Raw on the 25th anniversary, and you're going to say, keep it, as in you love it, you like it, you want some more of it, or you hate it, you despise it, you don't want it, you're going to kick it. Are you ready, Justin? Yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Keep it. The Undertaker. Keep it. Degeneration X. Keep it. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Ooh, keep half of it. Oh. If I guess, uh, I'll keep both. I would kick they're, them. They're, they're kind of the classic tandem. Keep it. The Dudley Boys. Keep it. Ric Flair. Keep it. Scott Hall. Keep it. Eric Bischoff. Kick it. Oh, really? I just don't feel... I know that, like, Bischoff's debut on Raw was, like, 17th or something on the 25 greatest. Yeah, we can dig into that. I, I was checked out for his entire tenure, and, like, I just don't like the guy. I don't like WCW. I don't like Eric Bischoff. Get him the fuck off of uh, my WWE content. AKA Kick It. New Age Outlaws. Keep it. Chris Jericho. Big time keep the it. The biggest keep it, uh, the right? The biggest keep it of all time. We gotta dig into him a bit here. Uh, JBL. Uh, kick it. Ron, too, too soon. Ron Simmons. Keep it. The Godfather. Keep it. Brother Love. Keep it. The Boogeyman. Kick it. Teddy Long. Keep it. <laughs> Million Dollar Man. Uh, I guess keep it. But Johnny. It nothing to me. Kick it, I guess. Johnny Ace. John Laurinaitis. <laughs> keep it. <laughs> A big time keep, keep it. People power. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, keep it. The Bella Twins. Keep it. Jacqueline. Actually, you know what? You could kick the Bella Twins. Too recent, for, right? And, like, this is a packed show. They're not going to feel special next to, like, any of these people. I agree with you. Jacqueline. Um, keep it. Terry Runnels. 
Keep it. Tori Wilson. Ooh, keep it for sure. Maria Kanellis. Mm, that's a keep it. It's kind of weird, yeah, though. It's She's a like, little strange. I thought she was sort of on it still. Yeah. But, uh, Michelle McCool. Keep it. And Kelly Kelly. Keep it. These are mostly like outside of Kelly Kelly and Jacqueline, I guess. You just listed off like a bunch of people's wives who are still with the company. I guess that's true, yeah. But also, is that is that the full list? That's the full list. Trish Stratus is also coming back. Oh, is she? And I would put that as a big time keep it as well. Big time keep it the for The only me thing too. that I would say, though, is that like this is a lot of returns right before the paper. Like, this is the, what I'm wondering. As the go home show for the show where we're expecting a lot of like classic returns. So this is weird, right? So here, here's my question right off the hop. Is one of those people entering the Rumble? Uh, like going to declare? Are they going to say, I am this Sunday, I am in the Royal Rumble? Uh, I mean, m- if I had to stake probability odds to it, I would say yes, probably. But you couldn't guess who it would be, no, just that no there's idea. this list of 30. Yeah, I also think that they are, because otherwise this is a sort of a weird thing for the go-home show to the Rumble, But also, like, any of those people you would want to be a surprise entrant. Like, I don't want any single one of them to declare, you know? I could understand that. Like, you're more excited just with a surprise return. You don't need the hook of, like, knowing they're going to be there. Yeah, and then if they were going to be a surprise return in the Rumble, I don't want them to be on this 25 show. I think that's fair. Justin, can I tell you something that I am extremely certain is going to happen? Sure. Elias is out there. Mm -hmm. He's playing his song, you know? He's talking about how shitty New York is. It's in New York, right? Yeah. He's going on and on, on New York. What a piece of shit. and Manhattan. Ah, this place, total dump. I hate it. Dun, 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 dun. Austin is interrupting Elias, right? This is happening? I don't know about that. Really? Why would he? He's a Texas man. Why would he get upset about insulting New York? Because I'll say two things. They, they, he just had Elias on his podcast, and they seem to have like a pretty good rapport. So okay. I can imagine Austin wanting to, to give the kids some rub. Give the guy the rub. And then I, I just I can't imagine what bigger pop they could give to Austin. Like Whoever is interrupting Elias, even Jason Jordan was getting huge pops That's interrupting true. Elias. That is true. Imagine the glass shattering. That's true. You know, But you know what? Look, he's not confirmed, and he might only be making an appearance via, like, video message. Yeah. But I think if The Rock is going to be on this show, then that is the spot for him. Oh, okay. Because because Rock is also, when he was healing, had the same gimmick. Play the guitar, make fun of the town. Yeah. He can also do the whole, it doesn't matter when he's singing. Who wants to walk? Yeah, you're right. It could also be Rock. It doesn't matter who wants to walk with Elias. (laughs) I'm actually kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over to something I think we're both very interested in. This fucking guy, Chris Jericho. Yeah, he's showing up. Is he? Do we? Is it confirmed I, I fe- in person? I, I feel like. Why did they announce that? Like, uh, I don't know. Because, like, look, if you've got, if you have already promoted and uh, and announced that Undertaker and Stone Cold and HBK are all going to be on this show. Like, why? Why putting Jericho on top of that as an announced appearance? Is not a additional draw. You know, I agree. It, it is, but like not much. Jericho is not going to bring in fans that Stone Cold is right. not already bringing. Very few, uh, and that surprise would have been a real genuine shock given everything that's going on in the uh, opposite side of the world right uh, now. I mean, I, I don't know how this guy does it. Like, he's sort of feuding with Tetsuya Naito right now. Yeah. I mean, this is this is happening. I mean, all the talk that I've heard heading into this show is, like, everyone's excited to see what the crowd will chant when Jericho right? is, is Alpha? doing his thing. Or if, uh, is there going to be some Naito chants? Are people going to be <sighs> chanting for LIJ? If you had to, to put money on the line... 
does he mention New Japan Pro Wrestling or any of its workers? I don't on- think it's – as much as we are enamored with this current – asshole, brutish heel Jericho that he's playing in Japan. We're not getting that Jericho. You think it's List it's, Jericho? It's List Jericho for mm. sure. Yeah, I'd be disappointed then. Now, I Unless he puts Naito on the list. I have a question for you. Yeah. Is this going to be a joint brand show? Are we going to see New Day? Are we going to see Kevin Owens? Are we going to see all of these people who are technically on SmackDown right now but have been important parts of Raw over the last five years? You see, the the travel schedule makes me think that maybe not, but it also seems super unfair to not have those people on this show. Because if you're going to have Chris Jericho on Raw, Kevin Owens maybe should be there also. Ooh, that's an interesting point. I almost feel like he's he's separate from that, but I think that's maybe my investment to him over New Japan right now. I'm probably in the minority there. You might be right. It, they might try and sell the him and Owens and thing. If you're going to bring back Ron Simmons for the show, like yeah. I kind of want to see him rub shoulders with the New Day. That makes sense. It, 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 I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that there you don't see any cross-brand people there, but I think they should. But the only reason I don't think they are is I think this is already going to be an unbelievably packed three hours. I what mean, are it's, these? it's longer than three hours because I I believe I heard this week that they're doing a network-only special from the Manhattan Center oh. before Raw even begins. Oh, cool. Okay. That's like maybe an extra hour or an hour and a half, maybe two hours even. Holy shit. Like okay. It's a pre-show for Raw. That's insane. Yeah. I, I mean, as a live event, that's going to be nuts. Justin, uh, something I'm concerned about here, especially after the Revival's promo on Monday – are we just going to see a bunch of the the main roster guys that we're used to get crushed by old legends? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that uh, because I think that is kind of cause for concern, especially when you look back at like how the Ascension were just completely destroyed by... What was that, New Age Outlaws? Uh, or no, the APA. It was the APA, yeah, it, was, right. it was the NWO, it was DX, it was all of them. Yeah, and they never re- rebounded, ever. No, never. Yeah, I mean, I, if, are you asking me if I think the revival, if that's happening to them after yeah, this Yeah, because it's sort of like their promo this week. Oh. Great promo, yeah. but definitely challenging guys from the past. They're and definitely begging for it. Yeah, and are we going to see the revival may, be made to look like chumps? I'll say two things. One thing, uh, I think the WWE does see something in the top guys because you know the clean wins over New Day. They were geared for a feud with the Hardys. I think they do understand that there's something there, so... I'm not so sure, but if there are, if that does happen, I think that Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder are good enough to be able to survive that, but I don't really want to see it. I'd like to see them get get over on some some old legend, and then maybe you have Tully and Arn run in or something, and like mm-hmm. they clean the, the revival. Something that would put a smile on those guys' faces. But... Or, or like... Uh, the New Day, are, or rather, the Revival, are getting beat down by a bunch of dudes. And then Tully and Arn come in and make the save. Oh, see, and the, Tully and Arn and the Revival clear house. Dude. They like throw everyone out of the ring together. I mean, I know you're just pandering to me at this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm nervous for them. They're, they're probably my favorite act right now. And that that's, you know, uh, the WWE is obsessed with worshipping its past to a point of its own detriment sometimes. And I'm concerned that that's going to be turned up to 11 on Monday. I'm sad that Kevin Nash isn't going to be there because I yeah. was really hoping that he would too sweet with the club. Woke daddy. But uh, you know what can you do? How many matches do you think we're going to see? Th- uh, four. It's probably true. Four. And that and was round number one. <laughs> that round flew by. Yeah, I know, right? Funny what uh, we can do when there's like interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more, Justin. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier to do this show when there's good things to talk it's about. True. I totally agree it's with you. It's very true. 
Uh, Justin, are we just going to jump into round number two here? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? I mean, we I, we already played keeper to kick it within the round. Yeah. So it seems like there's no better place to go right now than round, round number two. two. Round two. Fight. <laughs> Justin, you know me. I've been over here crunching numbers in between rounds. Oh, been, that's all you ever do. I'm here crunching some numbers. And uh, do you know what E plus C equals? Uh, awesomeness? Three, Justin. E-C. E ah, yes. Three. I was thinking of Edge and Christian. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I can see how that totally reeks of awesomeness. E plus C is yeah. Edge and Christian. Well, Justin, how about we leave the numbers to me? Sure. <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, I'm pretty excited for EC3 potentially coming to WWE. I think confirmed coming to WWE. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the, what I had seen was that he had a date that was the same weekend as Rumble weekend. Right. And canceled it. Right. Uh, and I thought that was kind of all that I'd heard. But Mike also said what you're saying, which is that he's basically all been confirmed to well, be heading to WWE in some capacity. You know me. Well, that's NXT yeah. or the main roster is unclear at the if, moment. If he just took off an indie from that weekend, I guess that could be the takeover, too, that, uh, that, that he's appearing That's at. true, yeah. Yeah. I, I still think that he probably should just head straight. I, actually, I guess we haven't talked about this on the show. I'll say it here, then. I think EC3 should head straight to SmackDown. I think he should should be there, Miz. I think he does not. NXT does not need him, and he does not need NXT. Uh, I am. I, I, I don't. I don't even know if we knew each other at the time. But if you remember, uh, Rockstar Spud versus EC3 was my favorite feud of the the year that it happened. There, culminating in that hair versus hair match that I just loved. Now. I'm not going to pretend that I've watched a lot of EC3 since, except for that Slammiversary we watched, uh, where it's him and Lance Storm in that strap match that I really enjoyed. But he's good on the mic. He has a, a very clear gimmick, and he, I really think that EC3 is the kind of guy that can come into WWE and make his presence felt instantly. How do you feel about him? It wasn't against Lance Storm, was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. It was uh, that strap match, remember? Yeah. Just beat, just, was it not Lance Storm? I don't think so. Okay, you so. talk about how you feel about EC3. I'm going to double check I that. mean, I, okay, here's a question. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's coming in as EC3? Ethan Carter III, that, that is going to be his uh. name in WWE. If he isn't, it doesn't need to be. I don't think he's one of those guys who needs that name. But I feel like he's such a well-known property. Yeah. It's like, look, I know that uh, back in the day, like when Kevin Owens and Generico, like, you know, they changed their names, obviously. But yeah. that was a different time as well. Now it seems like any guy who's like a known commodity gets to keep what their gimmick was and what yeah. their name was, essentially. It seems like almost everybody, right? Uh, and, and I think, like, he... He is a known commodity. He's not on the level of, like, AJ Styles, obviously. Yep. But he's kind of close to being on the level of, of like, well-known by, you know, Smarks as, say, like a Samoa Joe. I am I going to get just buried if I say that I think uh, he's more well-known than Ricochet? No. To the to the uh, general WWE I don't, audience? I think that's definitely true. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll say I hope he does, and I think he will, but I also think he can get over without it. And then a follow-up question. Yeah. If he does come in and keep the name Ethan Carter III in yeah. WWE, does Dixie come with him? Are oh we going to God. see Dixie Carter oh my on God. WWE television? As his aunt, or what is it? Yeah, aunt. Aunt. Oh, my God. Justin, that's a great question. I... I want that. That is something I want. Now, I don't think they will, but Vince does have a thing with, like, it's sort of his way of establishing dominance. Like, so many other people have. Bischoff. A, a Bischoff he, li he literally threw Bischoff in a dumpster and drove him out of town. Yeah. I, I'm Justin, 
because I want it to happen, I'm going to will it. I'm going to put it into the universe. Yes, he debuts with Dick. Maybe not debuts. If he's in the Rumble, maybe Dixie isn't with him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's on television with Dixie Carter. At some point in the next year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not immediate. I feel like it shouldn't happen right out of the gate. And a correction here. I think I said Lance Storm. Yeah. Sorry. James Storm. James no, Storm. Not, not Lance Storm. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but also TNA alum. And another Canadian. There you go. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, e- EC3 is somebody that I think has uh, a real ceiling. The kind of guy that you think can enter WWE, he has a character and can talk. There's there's a few people like that on the Indies, but not a ton, I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, who I really think can make an impact, no pun intended, and I think he's really one of those. Do you, do you share in my sort of optimism towards EC3? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think, I mean, I could see him going through NXT as well, just because yep. it's seemingly the only people who haven't done that are AJ Styles and the club. Also Sting? Uh, now, we had this conversation <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the week, and I was howling with laughter <laughs> at the you. thought of Sting going through NXT. <laughs> like Sting versus Tyler Breeze for the right to face Finn Balor at TakeOver. So great. It's one of the best things I can think of. Um, but no, I mean, the club got to skip. Gallows yep. and Anderson. Uh, they just like ran out through the crowd one night. And it was yeah, like, they like, oh closed my God. Raw, right? Oh my God, it's Gallows and Anderson. They're here. Yeah. Uh, it felt awesome that night. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then nothing. Yeah, it died. Um, but like, I could see him going through... Uh, because like even guys who've gone through the system before, I know that he has been with NXT in the past. Yeah, like Drew McIntyre didn't yeah, necessarily true. need to go to NXT. That's a good point. But NXT kind of needed Drew McIntyre. See, that's that's why I feel like EC3 skips, just because I think the top of the card in NXT right now is for singles, set. they just have so many singles males guys who are really excellent, who any of them could really hold that title. I don't know that he is uh, needed. Yeah, you might be right about that. I also feel like it's possible that a bunch of those guys you're thinking of get called up after Mania. Yeah, and that's they a great would point. need somebody to take that spot, and he could be one of those. That's guys. That's also a great point, Justin. Uh, but there, let's talk about somebody who has not been confirmed as a signing, but is in a similar position to EC3 in that they have just left Impact. Oh yeah, sure. And that's Bobby Lashley. Bob, do you think that he is coming back to WWE? Well, somebody told me I think on Twitter that New Japan had some interest in them in him. Did you hear this? Uh, no. Yeah, apparently New Japan is slightly interested in Bobby Lashley. Apparently New Japan tried to sign Goldberg before he was confirmed <laughs> as a, as a, yeah, Sports Illustrated reported this week that before WWE locked in Bill Goldberg <laughs> as the Hall of Fame headliner this week, New Japan wanted to bring him in for a run. What? And JPW. That is shocking to me. I know, right? What? So I could see them having interest in Lashley as well, but uh, I know that like... I think it's common knowledge that Lashley actually wants to come back to WWE and, and get a, a run ag- again when he's like more mature, both mentally and physically. So i got to say two things real quick about this because we do have to get on Ricochet. But I need to say that uh, I think Bobby Lashley is smart to not sign with WWE because he also has MMA fighting with Bellator where he makes a good deal of coin. WWE isn't going to let him do that. Whereas if he stays within the Spike Paramount family or other independents, he can still work Bellator and make more money unless WWE's contract more than accounts for that, and he just doesn't want to have an MMA career. Second thing is, and I think you share this with me, Bobby Lashley has really improved. Bobby Lashley is a guy that you want on whatever you're watching. I, that is a guy who clearly would skip NXT and belongs in the main event picture. Of oh, for sure. SmackDown, or even like given how many injuries have happened on Raw lately, you could slot him in anywhere. Even basically. without the injuries, you don't think Lashley versus Braun Strowman is a feud? You oh want to yeah, see? no, I'd want to see that. For like, sure. who who doesn't want to see this? So uh, I I hope Bobby Lashley comes to WWE. Um, he's a guy that I would like to see enter with a manager because as he's improved, he's good. He's better as a heel than I thought, but he's still not 
pure butter on the mic, so I'd like to see him enter with a manager and just come kick some ass. Now, enough speculation. Let's get down to the people that we know for a fact. Hit me, JMO. Are at the Performance Center right now Tell as me. we speak. Now, we've known for a good month and a half, maybe longer, that War Machine and Ricochet were right. bound for the Performance Center once their contracts with New Japan expired. Yeah. Uh, but mixed in with that group was talk of a quote-unquote high-profile female free agent, who we all assumed was Ronda Rousey. Right. but And still might be. I think it is still. But Candice LeRae That's right. has been signed. Yeah. So uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling, both. Oh, yeah, Johnny Gargano. In right. NXT at the moment. That's good. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, Candice has been used as a featured player in NXT over the last little bit. In, yeah, like, she had a match last year, Rumbles right? and stuff. She's been used in Battle Royals. But she's not officially been... A, a member of WWE. I guess like they they were using her in kind of like a blue pants capacity maybe. That's right. And yeah. now she's there full time. I, I don't want to pretend to be super familiar with Candice LeRae except to say that she is half of the world's cutest tag team and that match with the Young Bucks uh, for the PWG tag titles is dynamite. One of the better bits of tag team wrestling you can watch. And uh, everybody seems to love world's cutest tag team. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. fun. Uh, so yeah, I, I am excited to see where that goes. But again, I'm not too familiar with Candice LeRae. Are, are you? Not really, but I could see her definitely. When you consider how like Shayna Baszler has immediately rocketed right yeah. to the main event picture of the women's division in NXT, I think Candice will be like an instant star in that division <laughs> as well. They need people who are good in that division right now pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm excited for it. And as far as War Machine goes, uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. Now, I feel like... Am I wrong? It's like WWE is a little heavy on uh, big dudes with beards right now. I mean, I think we all agree that War Machine is going to have to change his name in WWE. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's going to have to just swap it around. Uh, he he's, he's, fucking Rosenberg. How do you get out of jail? To... Fucking Rosenberg. So do you know the War Machine who Rosenberg was referring to? Yes, yeah, okay, good. I do. Yeah. But you also know that... Rosenberg looked at the photo of the four people. I thought it was Ricochet. Saw the word War Machine, looked at a black guy, and was like, oh, Ricochet must be War Machine. <laughs> That's, I don't, I, you know, I don't have any stomach for that guy. Um, uh, War Machine. Can we just say it at the same time? One, two, three. Fuck, Fuck Peter Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I do think War Machine's going to have to change their name. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Uh, to the Bludgeon Brothers, because I just think they should join the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, it, we're probably going to get some sort of showdown between those teams at some point, probably. Do you remember where there was a keep it or kick it a couple weeks ago where I asked if the Bludgeon Brothers should be a faction? You said keep it. Maybe this is uh, the faction you were wanting to keep. Yeah, just a bunch of bearded dudes. Yeah, Dane maybe comes up and leads them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It seems like we have a lot of like heavy tag teams right now, though, yeah. and I would include Authors of Pain in there as well. Yeah, a lot and of hosses. Which means that like we can see some hoss teams like go head-to-head and have some real... Sweet Haas battles, I would include Heavy Machinery in that mix as well. Oh, yeah. You know I'm well into that. Uh, now, again, I'm more familiar with Heavy Machinery than War Machine. But, yeah, again, those guys even uh, co-occupying NXT seems weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. But but I'm still excited. I like their work. So. Yeah, I was very impressed with Ray Rowe in particular <laughs> at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I thought he was awesome. Awesome. So, uh, looking forward to see what they do in NXT. And, of course, finally, the man that we're probably going to have a contentious debate about right Why? now. Why? We both don't like him. Is Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, I think he's amazing. Oh. I, honestly, I have been watching a lot of his New Japan matches over yeah. the last week. And he has not won a single one of them that I've seen. <laughs> but he comes out looking like a million bucks. 
sucks yeah. every single time. I think he is one of the most talented wrestlers on planet Earth. So you you are, of all these signings, probably most excited for Ricochet. Yeah, I am very much excited to see Ricochet in the WWE So system. where's he going, do you think? I hope not 205 Live. I, yeah, fuck. Like, I hope that they have the good sense to see that, like Finn Balor, despite the fact that he is weight scale eligible to be a cruiserweight, is beyond cruiserweight. You know, I mean, like, think how long it took them to even put Kalisto in that division, you know? Like, and Ricochet is way better than Kalisto. So let me ask you this then. So you're afraid he gets on 205 Live. Do you think that in-ring Ricochet is head and shoulders above Grand Metalik, TJP, some of the, the elites from there? You think Ricochet is unparalleled? If they put him in the cruiserweight division, he would be the best person in that division. Not at talking, but uh, have you heard him speak before? No, but at wrestling, yes. Okay, yeah, his lisp is a... It's not yeah, great. Well, uh, now, okay, so so I feel sometimes that I get uh, misrepresented in this take that it's like, Josh doesn't think Ricochet is good. I I think you'd have to be a blind moron to not recognize that Ricochet... You are. I cannot. I do not have vision. That is true, and I am extremely dumb, as we've established many times on this show. But but I, listen, I, I said off the top, the revival is my favorite act in WWE right now. Like the the style that Ricochet wrestles is not something that's going to be my absolute favorite thing. Yeah, I don't think Ricochet. We, we talked uh, earlier this week. Yeah, one of the matches that I watched was Osprey versus Ricochet. Will Osprey versus? Yeah, we're Ricochet. a year and a half late to this debate. Two years late. Uh, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And I think the haters can go fucking take a short walk uh, or a long walk off a short bridge. That was a good promo, bud. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm really I'll dumb. Push him off a cliff. <laughs> no, I'm really dumb. Uh, because, like, the number one complaint is, oh, there's no psychology. They're not trying to hurt each That's other. That's not my complaint. Uh, and there's tons of psychology in that I agree. match. That match has no commentary and is still so engaging from a storytelling perspective. I agree that the no psychology um, uh, b- broad stroke critique doesn't hold a lot of water for me. Uh, for me, it's just, I, I don't know what to tell you besides there's just this line of two people where it's its too clear to me that they're working together on shit, and it's hard for me. I still enjoy watching it. It's not like Osprey Ricochet wouldn't stand out to me on a card, just like mm-hmm. any cruiserweight match would on WWE television. But basically for the same reasons, it's hard for me to get like, Really fired up. That that second ceiling, that that next gear, doesn't really exist for me in that. I style just find of it so thrilling that I'm like on the edge of my seat, wondering yeah. what they're gonna do next. It's impressive yeah. for sure. And like, I understand that there's a lot of like uh, synchronized flipping and stuff in the early stages of that match. But to me, there's no difference between that and like last night I watched Okada Shibata, and the first ten minutes of that match is just them doing like. English style holds where they're like rolling around on the floor and Shibata looks like he doesn't give a shit about the match <laughs> at all for the first like 15 minutes because it takes time for them to find that hate and intensity and to me there's no difference between that which is a five star match according to Meltzer and like you know the the synchronized flipping of Osprey Ricochet they're feeling each other out it's an intimidation tactic yeah. they just happen to be both equally good at that form of intimidation. Well, that's the thing. The storyline is that they've wrestled each other so many times. They know they're each other's moves. That's why they're so synchronized and can counter everything. I, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how to defend my position besides just like, it's just not my favorite type of wrestling to watch. Like I just think that... Uh, ECW is my favorite Fed, and the Revival are my favorite active team. Like I, I don't, Braun is someone I love. Vince like, McMahon I don't is feel like I'm being scared <laughs> because there's clearly a cap on what the cruiserweights are allowed to do so that they don't outshine the rest of the roster. And that, to me, means that, obviously, cruiserweight wrestling is the fucking best. 
<laughs> that's if you take the reins off. Justin, I have some good news for you. Like, Even though we're now uh, in an argument, you know, I think we hate each other right now. Safe to say? Yeah, very much so. Uh, the, the hashtag good friends moniker, ah, fuck it. It's, it's done. Yeah, we're hashtag we it. bad enemies. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's you and me. Yeah. Uh, but what I've done this week, Justin, I have some good news. There were some complaints on Twitter, a vocal minority complaint that we hadn't done Sunday Night Tweet in a while because we did the two best of the year shows, and last week we also didn't do it. And I promised... I would bring my A game for Sunday Night Tweet this week. So do you want to explain what Sunday Night Tweet is while I pull it up here? You scour the internet, Josh, on Twitter.com in particular to find five tweets per week from the active WWE roster. And I am supposed to guess who the tweeter in question happens to be from nothing but the tweet itself. So... Uh, it could be as many as 130 people. It's anyone on the active WWE roster, including NXT. It's a very difficult game. Sometimes I still do all right. So. That, I, I think uh, you've done quite well that week. Now, this one's a big episode because uh, it's the first one of 2018. This yes. is going to set the stage. And, Justin, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. I hate your chances this week. Really? I did a deep dive for tweets that I just found. Excellent, but I don't know that they're innately guessable, but I'd love if you could surprise me. Justin, are you excited? Are you ready I for am. Sunday Night Tweet? I've never been more ready for anything. Let's get it going then with the tweet number one, which says, I'm representing myself and my family. Hashtag raw OGs. Hashtag the bloodline. Hashtag the bloodline. That's right. Raw OGs. Yeah, people who are original gangsters of raw. And representing myself and my family and their family yeah both <sighs> this is somebody who's on raw that's right yeah this is a, a this, raw performer is this a second generation superstar yes uh hmm curious i don't even know who would fit that bill on the raw side most of the people i can think of are on smackdown yeah like i said i hated your chances justin not just because you're a big dumb moron but just because these are hard hard tweets uh Hmm. Do you want do you want a hint? Yes. Okay, so this person uh is on Raw, a man, uh and somebody who in the past, we'll say week, probably hasn't been representing themselves or their family the best if we're to believe the news. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. It is the big dog, Roman Reigns. Justin, you plucked it from the... the I was actually going to guess Nia Jax. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. That's part of the same family as Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> no, he it, is second generation, right? I sort of questioned myself I mean, he's there. part of the larger Anawai clan. clan. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's anybody's direct son. Haku? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But the, oh no, the the wild Samoans are who he's related to. Who I yeah, guess are yeah, his yeah. grandpa. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's his dad. I think that is his dad. Okay. Yeah, and like Rosie was his, his brother. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't. I, I maybe fat Roman. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Rosie. I like Rosie too, but it's weird going back knowing Roman now and seeing his face in Rosie's face. It probably is like I have a cousin who's the same age as me and is like way more handsome than me. Yeah. It's a little frustrating because like we share genes. Mm -hmm. What. What happened? You know, so maybe Rosie felt like me. It's like a sisterhood of the traveling pants sort of thing. Sharing <laughs> your jeans. It's actually exactly like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, are you ready for tweet number two this week? I am. Now, Justin, I got to read this one verbatim because it's, I got to be honest, it's it's a little tricky. Okay. Any wee dafties flinging snowballs, the day will be getting them directly pinged back. Way my crutches, like am batting for the Yankees. Hame run, you wittios. 
<laughs> that can only be one man. Come on. And it is the Scottish supernova himself, Noam Dar. Justin, it is the Scottish supernova, Noam Dar. His words break through the ages. Justin, that's an all-timer for it Noam is. Dar. That is very good. Do you want to read it aloud? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, hey, Justin, if you could love to. read it as no. Any wee dafties flinging snowballs, <laughs> the day will be getting them directly pinged back, way my crutches like Ma batting for the Yankees. Ham run, you widios. <laughs> you widios. Uh, I am exclusively calling people widios from here on out. Justin, are you ready for the third tweet this week? Bring it on. Justin, this tweet is uh, accompanied with a photo, okay. uh, but that's uh, not too important. Uh, it says, my baby took me to dinner tonight. I love you to the moon and back at Gypsy Four Big D. <laughs> That's his lady, <laughs> Gypsy the Big D. Gypsy Four Big D. Gypsy Four. So can we just talk about that handle for a second? Yes. So a gypsy, someone who uh, takes, right? This yes. is someone who's uh, steals. So Gypsy for Big D would be someone. Looking for some dick, correct? I would think so, yeah. Like, what else could this mean? They're wandering, looking for a big D. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I can read it, Justin. So whose baby took them to dinner tonight? I love you to the moon and back. At Gypsy for Big D. Oh, my God. This is uh, <laughs> this is impossible. I'm never going to get this one. Um, can you at least tell me what roster they're on? Justin, not only that, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Big D is in reference, I suspect, to... Her husband, the tweeter in question. Oh. So Big D uh, is a, 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 a raw performer primarily. Primarily. That's right. Someone whose name starts with a D. I didn't say that. Hmm. And, a, and primarily. Jesus. So there's there's a couple brands that exist on uh, WWE television. There's SmackDown. Yes, there's I'm aware Raw, of this. There's I'm NXT. There's 205 Live. He mostly is on Raw. Mostly. But he does appear on one of these other ones now and again. Okay. Jeez, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just going to guess. Uh, I can't. Like I can't even think of anyone whose name starts with D. Oh, oh, oh. Mostly appears on Raw, but occasionally appears on 205 Live. Justin! It's Goldust! Justin, you got it, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Yes! I'm so proud of you! Thank you, thank you. There's him and his missus out for dinner. Oh, that's so lovely. Gypsy for Big D. He looks so old without the paint old on. Old as shit. Uh, yeah, I mean... You could imagine me reading that, not realizing that his name, of course, Dustin. Uh, yes. Uh, see, Gypsy for Big D, it'd be like, this is making Sunday night to eat. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, also notable, uh, Goldust's first appearance on the show. Oh. So there you go. He's never been on Sunday night to eat before. Not ever. Well, welcome to the fold, Dustin. Justin, are you ready for the fourth tweet this week? I am so ready. This is maybe the greatest tweet of all time. So prepare yourself. I like how they're just using him as like a manager right now. It's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. I'm like semi into it. Yeah, he just keeps talking about, I am from Hollywood. I know a star when I see one. And I tell you what, this Cedric, he's a star. <laughs> yeah, it does make me question his taste in stars. <laughs> but if you'd have brought Brad Pitt in, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the CWC, it seemed like Cedric was a can't-miss star. Yeah, I agree with that. And now, Seems here we very are. can-miss, if yeah. I'm being honest. Uh, Justin, the fourth tweet this week reads as follows. As I'm learning to cook with a cast iron, things are going to get burnt. And I'm going to eat them up anyways. As I'm learning to cook with a cast iron, 
things are going to get burnt, and I'ma eat them up anyways. I'ma eat em up anyways. Mm. Now, my first inclination is brawn. But, he does seem like he eats a lot. But I don't think he writes in that kind of southern style. Right. So, does he cook even? I, I would imagine that he probably does cook for himself. He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> what if he does it? What does that say about well, him? Well, I don't know. I would have some questions. Okay. <laughs> there would be some questions there, bud. Justin, who's cooking with a cast iron pan? Who's learning to cook with a cast iron who's pan? Who's like southern and has that kind of writing and speaking style? It is uh, worth noting that uh, cooking with a cast iron pan is something that takes some getting used to. I did it for a while years ago. Mm. It's not as easy as you might think, so I, I feel this person's pain. Um, I'm, I'm kind of also inclined to say Heath Slater here, but I also... He's got kids? Yeah, he's, he needs this job. Uh, yeah, why not? I'll say Heath Slater. I like the guess, Justin, but you're going to feel silly for not guessing it as you nailed them as Southern. It's my girl! Sarah Logan. Oh, Sarah Logan, of course. <laughs> I should have known. She's going to eat him up anyways. Look, you know what? As much as we bagged on her, can we agree that uh, Ruby Riot is the worst promo of that bunch right now? Yes. The, I mean, the insert promo on SmackDown this week. Just uh, listen. Riot is my name. Rumbling is my game. Oh, just a causing chaos is in my blood. Oh, just yeah, Ruby Riot easily. And I'll say this: Sarah Logan does have like a can't miss quality to her. But nobody, nobody could pull that off. Like I don't think the problem is Ruby. The problem is scripting. I never want to buy that. I buy that to to the degree of the middle of the car. Riot is my name. Rumbling is my game. You think The Rock couldn't have said that and made it sound great? No. He could have. No, he would have sounded like a jabron. Justin, you ready for the fifth tweet this week? Yes, bring it on. Justin, this tweet reads as follows. Happy hashtag Martin Luther King Day. (laughs) And that's it. Want me to read it again? Yes. Happy hashtag Martin. Martin Luther King Day. I'm going to guess. Hang on. Don't guess yet, Justin. Okay. Because as we both know, this would be almost impossible to guess, correct? Yes, absolutely. And the reason I picked this tweet out and why it's in the last spot, as you know, it's my favorite tweet of the week spot, Mm -hmm. is not for the tweet in question. It's for a reply who is not from somebody in the WWE universe. It's just from some random schmuck who wrote maybe the funniest thing I've seen this week. And this is going to help you guess the tweeter in question. Are you ready? I am. So Jordan S. replies to this saying... MLK was always a good brother. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm going to guess. It's either Gallows or Anderson, and I'm how, going to guess the wrong one. How good is that? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to say Luke Gallows. You were so tweet. close, it's Justin. Anderson. It's the machine gun, fuck, Carl Anderson. Fuck. Machine gun, Carl. Uh, celebrating an it. important day off. Uh, Martin Luther King, a guy I'm a big fan of. I don't know about you, Justin. but Love him. Uh, yeah, me too. I All about him. So uh, to our American listeners, uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. And I always loved that he was such a good brother. That's what I associate most with <laughs> <laughs> And with that, let's move on to round round number three. Round three. Fight. Justin, uh, a chapter closes. A book ends. Another turning of the page. Well done, my dear friend. Yes. Uh, Justin, uh, the chapter does seem to be, I'll say, 
most likely closed for uh, Paige's wrestling career, if I understand it correctly. Yeah. I though If I was Daniel Bryan, I would look at the fact that she was allowed to wrestle at all on this return and be like, hey, guys, what are we doing here? Hey, Why not me? You know? That's... Come uh, on. That's, because I, her own doctor... Like, Daniel Bryan has found, like, ten doctors who will be like, he's totally fine. Yeah, Paige, everybody but WWE doctors, Paige's right? own family doctor was like... You should never wrestle again. <laughs> you should not do this ever you again. You have limited mobility in your neck, period, forever, for the rest of your life. Please stop. Yeah. And the WWE doctor was like, looks good to me. <laughs> nah, she's fine. <laughs> Get out there and do the thing, kid. Yeah, that does seem like, I hadn't uh, put the two situations together, but that does seem like a weird double standard. Daniel Bryan with, like you say, multiple other doctors clearing him. And now, maybe not. she just like kept it a secret that her doctor had said that yeah, until I guess that could be. this most recent development when the the uh, WWE doctors uh, were inclined to agree. Or, or maybe it's weirdly consistent. Maybe they truly don't care about what anything except their doctors have to say. I guess that's true. Uh, that does seem like a bit of consistency, too. Justin, when you heard this news, what, what was your uh, initial gut feeling? It's kind of upsetting because yeah. I, I, I do like Paige a lot. I think she's very talented in the ring. I do wonder sometimes how much we get caught up in kind of recency bias mm. and, and get, like, uh, swept up in in the hype that they present week after week that like this is a golden age of women's wrestling women's wrestling has never been taken seriously until now it's like i don't like trish and lita we're we're pretty darn good yeah i think i think that if they wanted to be more honest with themselves and say the division has never been deeper that's true and and that is a true thing and, and i do think that there is some argument towards the fact that like we did have a a boom period in women's wrestling that kind of peaked with, you know, Trish and Lita and Molly and that right. that generation that then led into a bust period where the company went in a different way and was not interested it was less interested in a Molly Holly type talent and That's more right. interested in a Maria Canellis. Right. And yeah. and look, Maria is a star. She is uh, extremely sexy. Absolutely, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But you cannot have an, an entire division that is only Maria's, that is only no. Bella Twins. And they is, did try that. They certainly did, and yeah. and and it didn't go well. And I feel like, uh, in terms of like, you know, maybe not in ring talent, but at least like the attitude that that sucks and mm-hmm. that and that that kind of thing shouldn't fly the the change here like the turning of the page as it were uh. does not start with page but segues nicely into her it, the attitude of it begins with aj i agree but the talent to back it up begins with page that's right i think if you want to actually reverse to main roster when were women having in the modern era having good matches i think you looked at aj lee versus natalia i think that's sort of the the first time that at least i was not fast forwarding through those segments and uh, yeah, i think they only wrestled two or three times on tv but it was still like Th- that was much better than what came before. Like, Natalia has been around for 10 years now. That's insane. And for the bulk of that time, like, she was the only one who was an actually skilled wrestler. Yeah, I mean, her and Summer Rae. Yeah, she's had, she's had some stinkers, but she's been re- she's been very solid throughout it, I would argue, Natalia. But you're right. This does uh, dovetail nicely into... This is where Paige begins, and I do think that uh, it gave AJ, or at least appeared like it was going to give AJ a good foil for the time. Uh, it felt and huge. And when they were teaming as Paige. Paige, the, the creepy friend. And I, I remember when Paige got called up. Was it the Raw After Mania? Yes. Yeah. And, and she won the title. Won the title on night one when she was still the NXT Women's Champion right. at the same time. That felt gigantic to me mm. at the time. And I think that's worth noting. 
Um, I also dated a girl who looked a lot like Paige for a while, <laughs> so Paige holds a dear place in my heart. Uh, maybe I'm glad she's leaving television. Thanks for the constant reminder, no, Paige. No, I think she's still going to be on TV, bud. Do you think? So this is yes. what I'm asking. Do you think she sticks around? I guess you're, I'm guessing to manage Absolution. I mean, she has a contract, and like Daniel Bryan, I don't think is going to be allowed out of that contract, right? Because they're going to pay her to be a television personality. Now, whether that is just as the manager of this faction or if she eventually becomes the GM of Raw or any number of positions that they could put her in, yep. I definitely feel like she's still going to be a consistent presence on television for at least the next two years, if not way longer than that. Because yeah. like, I, I think that they're... It, like a lot of people really like her for mm-hmm. reasons that I think are hard to quantify. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this that uh, I don't know if it's rose colored lenses I was remembering Paige with, but since her return, she hasn't been particularly impressive. I haven't thought, but either at talking or uh, or any of her in ring. Like I thought the the pro- the welcome back promo was very good. Sorry, I, I should abundantly exclude that one. The huge pop, she does a good promo. Did you miss me? I, I thought that was great to be clear. But the promo since with Absolution at her side, I think have been. Fine, but not like... I, I think a lot of us were expecting, oh, the best talker in the women division is back. And I don't think that's all that clear that that's her. I think it's the fact that that faction and the Riot Squad as well are still just so ill-defined. Can, I don't know really anything about them. Can we agree, though, that while you're right, Absolution does still feel like the better... Even with injured Paige, they feel better than the Riot Squad. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, they, we don't really know what they are. It doesn't feel to me like a strength in numbers thing. I remember some people were like, well, maybe like the Shield. They'll just do the three on... It doesn't feel like that to me in any way. Um, what's the one who isn't Mandy Rose or Paige? What's the third one's name? Sonya Deville. Thank you. Sonya's match didn't do much for me the other oh, day. Oh, the finish was awful. Like the, the, what punched her in the gut as it she was, was coming kick. off the rope. A kick, a kick to the gut. to the gut yeah. as a reversal of a top rope move and then that's enough to get a three count on Sasha Banks. Yeah, I, I wasn't. It was a garbage finish. Was that was that punishment for Sasha maybe ending Paige's career? Uh, well, pin? I don't think you can blame Sasha for that. It's No, like, I don't think you can like, either. I think there's a if you want to be mad at Sheamus for ending Daniel Bryan's career, right. I think there's some argument for that. What about Goldberg for ending Brett's career? Also, I with think a there's kick? I think there's some argument for that as well. Okay. But I don't think there's a lot of argument for someone who never should have gotten in the ring in the first place. That's right. Yeah. Taking one kick and that's what ends. Them. Yeah. If that because I watched the clip, I don't know if you did the the kick in question, and it's like. Oh, if that was going to take her out, this was a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Like, God forbid you have to take something a little more uh, impactful. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, was, I too was disappointed, Justin, because I thought that, you know, she's somebody that maybe, maybe it's a what-if thing. Maybe Paige never achieved as great as she could be, or maybe she did and we just thought she could have been better than that. Do you, do you think one of those are possibilities? I mean, when, what, how old was she when she won the title from young. AJ? Like, like 21 or 22? 20? Yeah. 21? Yeah, young. Uh, so when like you're the youngest person to ever hold the belt and you're clearly talented and you look like the perfect combination of in-ring ability and like character and attitude to back it up, yeah. then I, I do think there is a lot of cause for people to see a debut like that or watch like her first year and be like, Jesus, the sky is the limit for this woman. Right, especially at that time. Yeah, because yeah. like, look, she's 25 right now. She's only 25? Yeah. That's insanity. And, oh, that makes me done. feel worse for her. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. What's she going to do? I don't know. Become a commentator or something. I don't think she'd be great at that. Uh, probably not. But uh, I'm just thinking of like, I'm trying to think of like early retirements in women's athletics outside of wrestling. And I realize that sport is completely different from, you know, a work yeah, thing. I know nothing about like them. Like Kara Lang, Canadian 
soccer player. I thought that was an adjective. Kara no. Lang. She was <laughs> she was forced to retire. That's how you sing at Christmas. She she was forced to retire, and now she's like a. <laughs> A Sportsnet soccer analyst. Is she good? Yeah. yeah she's okay, so good. maybe maybe they can – I feel like there is a home for Paige in the WWE because I do feel like – like you said, it's a defined character. She has some edge. She doesn't look like anybody else in the division. Or I guess maybe she does like Ruby Riot now that she's called that. But yeah, now Ruby can be the new Paige. That's okay. <laughs> uh, and so I don't know. What, what, if, we're, if we're to do sort of a career retrospective on Paige, what, what feels like her high point to you? Well, it felt like – it, if they were going to bring her back, it was going to be to be put into a feud with Emma because Emma's whole thing was like, I started the revolution. Right. It's all because of me, blah, blah, blah. And like to me, the natural end game of that was like, somebody's going to come back and say, uh-uh-uh, and that's going to be Paige. Cause that would have been good. And th- I mean, technically, they started it together because their match at NXT together uh, is that the second takeover? I'm not exactly It's really sure. early. It yeah. is very early. Yeah. That is like looked at as like the beginning of of a serious investment in women's wrestling as wrestling. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's and then and then Emma got fired before uh Paige even came back and then that kind of never was touched on and I I mean, I'm sure here's something. Like are because th- they didn't technically announce her retirement this week. They right. just said that she had a back injury that was going to preclude her from participating in the Royal Rumble. I think they said neck on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, you're right. But are we? do you think we get like a full like retirement ceremony where she gives an impassioned speech? Like an edge, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, maybe. I mean, how far after WrestleMania is the annual trip to London? Oh. Because that's probably where they would want to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's not that far after. Maybe yeah. like five weeks, something like that. So if they just kind of hang on call. like she's just on the shelf for a little bit before eventually making that announcement at the O2 stadium Justin, or this this is why you're the wrestling pariah. This is why when I sit down here, I learn. Uh, you know, you, you might listen to this show and think, wow, Josh is so much smarter than Justin. No. Uh, well, yeah. But, but that point, I think that must be what they're doing. That must be the reason for the delay, right? Because... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, we all, like, we're all smarts. We all know, you know, right now we all know that, like, everybody knows that she's done. Everybody knows that. She's, like, even publicly, not so much made a statement, but acknowledged as much, like, on her Twitter, basically. That's right, yeah. And, and it's very upsetting. I'm sure she's extremely upset, but kudos to her as well. Really, no sign of of like emotional duress. No, played at it like all a pro on Monday. So, so, Justin, is Absolution just fucked without Paige as I an mean, active wrestler? Yeah, because she was kind of supposed to be the like the leader of it, not just from a microphone standpoint, but in the ring as well. And like, look, Sonya is is an interesting talent as somebody who has like an MMA gimmick, and I think Mandy is better than people want to admit that she is. She's okay, um, but like. <laughs> Clearly, Paige is the front runner on, okay. on a, in every respect, yeah. and without her, the group loses a lot. And I don't really know where they go anymore. And I, but like, I never knew where they were going in the first place. It might be time for them to absolve. <laughs> Come on, that was very uh, good. So here's what I would say: I think Paige. Well, I think we both admit that we're a little cooler on her than maybe we thought the, her return might feel like. She's definitely the best wrestler of the six of them between Absolution and the Riot Squad, like, the, or at least the most complete package. Yeah. 
And so I, I think that's going to be greatly missed. And I, I sort of thought that it was veering towards uh, that's how they were going to get the Oscar feud broken was the numbers game using Absolution against her. And I feel like if you don't have Paige as an active competitor there, that's just not an option. Like yeah. Sonya Deville jumping in against. Yeah, we talked about that kind of the in the first week after that's the right. debut that you kind of saw them as the, the people to eventually defeat Asuka. Because I just don't see how you do it with a singles person. Yeah. Um, but but without Paige, I feel like that's that couldn't be more off the table. Mandy Rose versus Asuka feels like a squash. Squash match in my mind. Yeah, and Sonya as well, for sure. No, you're not wrong. Um, I, here's a question: yeah. As the Women's Rumble uh, like becomes established as a as a tradition going forward after this year, yeah, say like ten years from now, could you see Paige being a surprise entrant in like the tenth annual Women's Rumble? Wow, great question, Justin. Um, Got to be a yes, right? Because the the like Rumble you'd think that people who have not been cleared for Regular matches could still could work do the a rumble. battle royal. They can do the rumble, right? You, yeah. you go over the top, even if you do one of those, where, like your hands on the apron and then down. Like the, they've had old, decrepit people in. Like Jim Duggan was in three years ago, like, and he manages. So yeah, I think I think that's a great placement for her. In fact, I'm a little sad that uh, you know that's going to be the ten years because I feel like her returns will always feel big. She's not she's not beloved to the Dan- the level of a Daniel Bryan. But because it went out not on their terms, those people get to retain an overness that active competitors where you get to see the end of their career just don't. Like, you feel like you haven't seen the Edge story. You feel like you haven't seen the uh, Daniel Bryan story. And now you're going to feel like you haven't seen the Page story. And those people do get to retain an overness that other people don't. I think that's uh, that's a really good point because, like, I'm trying to place her right now in the pantheon of, like, all-time women's wrestlers. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to do really because, hard. like, you're looking at a truncated career and, like... So much of what, like, I think, you know, people, uh, the, the faith and emotion that was invested in her is, like, not just for what she's done, but for what we believed she was going to do that yeah. she never will get to at this point. Yes. And that's a difficult thing. It really is. Um, but the reason that I asked the Rumble question is because, yeah, do you feel like this is the, the end of ever seeing her in the ring? Or, like, are there probably ways to work around it? But, you know, if there were ways to work around it with, like, Daniel Bryan, you'd think we'd have seen something like... But I guess he did take some bumps as a referee this year. Yeah, I mean, UFC does this, too, and I feel like WWE as well, where it's like no one performer is going to be worth the backlash of, hey, there were some signs of bad neck, and then something truly horrible happens. That that PR nightmare is not worth any one star to them. So I, I'm going to say no, except maybe a Battle Royal situation. At, at the same time, we did see Kurt Angle work a match this year, or well, last year. Yeah, I, I said the WWE, which is an entirely different entity than the WWE, <laughs> oh, which is who Kurt works right, for. Right, true. So it's a different yeah, set of rules mistake. and regulations over there at the dub. But yeah, uh, with just five seconds left, we'll pour one out for our homegirl page. <sighs> <sighs> That's the sound of pouring one out. <laughs> and with that, Josh, let's uh, <laughs> head on over to the listener mailbag, where I feel like we got some real doozies this week. We got some doozies, Justin. We got some big questions, a, a lot of questions. We're going to have to get through them at a decent clip. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, our first question to us comes from us from a friend of the show, Mr. Matty Pie, on Twitter, and he asks, I've missed the last th- few Raws. Can you recap each recent storyline in one sentence for each one? So, no, we can't do that. But for some of the big ones, I think we can, Justin. Braun breaks everything. <laughs> Jason Jordan bitches. Ruins a lot of things. <laughs> He's annoying. 
Um, what else? The revival are shooting. Uh, every tag team has beef now, and we're <laughs> gonna have a four way at the Rumble probably. Uh, Finn Balor hangs with old friends. Yeah, Finn Balor and the club are are good pals now. Perfect. And I think that's about it. You uh, know? Page injured. And Enzo and Naya, will they, won't they? <laughs> they will. Will they? When will they? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, Justin, our next uh, question here comes from your co-host over there on... Uh, I think you're skipping a question here, bud, because we got a question... Uh, that came into us early. Oh, well, I have a photo from, of that for the end. But go oh, ahead. It came, it came to us from a friend of the show, at Lorenzo Meow. Hello, Doug. Doug crap. crap. And he asks, do you think it would be good for the WWE to bring back an older stable like DX, Evolution, or The Nation, but with current wrestlers? So for me, almost emphatically no. Uh, I think that it's, again, they, they're worshipping their past too much. That said... I completely understand that it could work. Like, if you have uh, Mark Henry lead the new Nation of Domination, the, like, and then attach a bunch of new guys to it, or th- there's ways of doing it that I understand get people over. It just doesn't hold a lot of appeal for me. What about you? I mean, I feel like before, like, Ferguson, the New Day was supposed to kind of be a new nation. I think definitely, they, yeah. They were supposed to be, like, angry black guys, like, fed up with not getting a chance. Yeah. And then racially charged riots basically broke out across the United States and Vince McMahon was like, maybe I won't do this. They're going to swing their hips, damn it. Yeah, they're going to be happy preachers. (laughs) Uh, And then look, it somehow worked out in the end. I I feel like no is my answer as well. I could see it maybe if like, you kind of have to like alter the fabric of WWE and uh, adopt kind of like a stable system similar to New Japan for me to be able to get on board with like, a, a DX 2000 or whatever, you know, like, a, uh, uh, or even, you know, uh, any of these, the nation. DX in particular would suck in 2018. Yeah, it would be really bad. But, like, I, I think, like, I mean, he mentions evolution here. I think that's the key is to do something that feels like a throwback while still being a new thing. Because, like, yeah. Mike and I talked about this the other night. Like, evolution originally was going to be, like, the new Four Horsemen. Right. And, like, it's way better as its own thing with a nod to that than being Four Horsemen WWE 2000. And what is that not going to be true of, right? Yeah. And, like, think about, like, The Shield even. Like, if they'd come in and been, like, we're the new DX, it's not as good as them just being The The Shield. Shield. No, that's Or, like, look at, like, the club right now is an echo of an echo of an echo. You know, like, you, it still has the vibe of NWO while being, like, a vague approximation of a vague approximation. That's right. And, like, that is how you do it, something that's new, that feels like it's inspired by the past without being stuck in it. I agree. Uh, Justin, our next question comes to us from uh, your co-host over there on Real Good Show, a podcast that... Justin, can I veer us way off course here for a second? Go for it. Uh, I was listening to your other podcast this week, uh, my second favorite podcast, Real Good Show, Top Marks being my favorite, and uh, I love when you do your impression of a ghost. <laughs> when did I do that? At the beginning. You've done it a couple times. On the- <laughs> I think it's really good. It's a great spooky. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry for steering us off course, but I think it's a very good ghost oh, impression. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and our uh, pal here, John Colin at Colin the Comic on Twitter asks, 
considering that contentious Noisy list, uh, if you didn't see Justin, which I know you did, but if any of the listeners didn't, Noisy put out their uh, 25 best entrance themes list this week for WWE, sort of coinciding with the 25th anniversary of Raw. So John says, considering that contentious Noisy list, I want each of you to give me your top five entrance musics with actual entrance considered. So that's an important qualifier here. And then he puts in brackets, none of these songs should be judged on everyday listening quality. So it's the song with the entrance, fits the guy, the whole motif. You understood the, the parameters. Mm-hmm. Do you have your answers? Uh, I have a top four. Okay. I'm, I'm looking for a fifth right now. So sure. What, do we, are we going to trade back and forth? Sure, yeah. Or do you want to give your list and then I can give mine? Let's trade back and forth. Well, I don't have a number five right now. Well, then you now. got your top four. So, well, why don't you give your number five, and then I'll try and think of one. Okay, so my number five is, uh, you're going to say, too recent, Josh. I can hear it now. You're going to say, it's too recent. Mm -hmm. But it's not, Justin, because Bray Wyatt has one of the top five entrances in totality. The the Fireflies fits with his character, the nameplate, the song, the lantern, all good in the hood by me. Number five is Bray Wyatt. It's a good song, too. Yeah, it's an actual song. Which I think is important. And I know that people were upset with, like, Sasha Banks and stuff being on the noisy list. But I think that that should be a factor is like, is this a song that I would actually want to listen to? And for some of them, they are like I I do listen to AJ Styles theme music. Yeah. Just like as its own song. Right. I do listen to We Go Hard All Day All Night. You know, we do listen to these Top songs guys by on their own. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I hate to just steal your pick here. Oh, do it. But I don't necessarily want to pick Sasha or or like AJ instead because I feel like we're we're also including the actual entrance itself beyond just uh you know the song and with that said yeah i think i have to go with bray wyatt Beautiful. and also i'm a big bray wyatt mark so why would i not want to pick hell that? yeah player so we agree bray wyatt number five my number four is uh you know a man that i am no short for love on uh the voice of the voiceless the cult of personality himself it's christopher matthews punk cm punk um i i decided against including cm punk on my list because it's not an original piece. Feels like cheating. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. When I think, though, John asking the music, the entrance, I think of, uh, I want to say it was Payback or Backlash where Heyman's with him at the time. Cult of Personality's playing. He gets on the one knee to check his watch if it's clobbering time. Heyman, for a while, when he had Heyman, would pull out his watch for Punk. Punk would check Heyman's watch, say it's clobbering time with the music going. It really is one and of my favorite. The video is great, too. Absolutely. Great yeah. Titan, John. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with Triple H. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, I don't know which Motorhead song to go with here. Probably Time to Play the Game more so than, oh, yeah? what, than what they have been using lately. Yeah. I like a Bow Down to the King best. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I just feel like the game's probably more iconic overall. That's probably true. But uh, combining the Motorhead music, which is, you know, very unique, very uh, top tier as, as a song unto itself, with, like, a guy who just consistently has the best entrances year after year after year. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why. You know, uh, yeah, gee, I wonder why they put all the, so much budget into that <laughs> and not, you know, someone else. Uh, I mean... 
other people do get cool entrances. Of course, of course. Like Rusev got to ride a fucking tank. I'm best. sure that cost a lot of Amazing. money. Amazing. Also, um, Triple H's lights. So the, probably the best lighting for for any entrance. Yeah, multicolored when he gets down to the ring, but also just the black and green and stuff. Yeah, so great. It's uh, it was a hell of an entrance when I was a kid, and guess what? It's still of a, a hell of an entrance to this day. Who could argue that, Justin? I think you're gonna hate this one that I'm saying, uh, because this man has lined himself in some hot water. He's a man I don't love, but when thinking of the best entrances, I cannot exclude the Hulkster. Hulk Hogan. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. I mean, I thought you were going to do the guitar part there. Oh, sorry. I, I was just clapping. No, listen, we've got lots of questions. I I'm trying to. I realize. I realize. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Listen, I'm not going to eat up any more time here. I'm just going to speed right on to the answer. I'm going to explain why Hulk Hogan's is one of my favorite entrances, and I'm not going to waste any more time. Look, I'm not going to pick Hulk Hogan anywhere on my list because it came crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> I, I look like a real son of a bitch. But the 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 hand motions to the ear are iconic. The song is great. The red and yellow. I couldn't leave Hulkster Even off his list. Even, like, Voodoo Child. Also great, yeah, with the guitar on the belt. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to exclude the Hulkster from this discussion. Who you got at number three, Chest? Uh, now, this might seem like he's too low on the list. Okay. But I do feel like, overall, my top two, I just couldn't feasibly slot him ahead of either sure. of them. Uh, number three on my list is Glass Shatters, Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin. It is iconic. Yeah. It is just, a, like... Uh, they they were so good in the late 90s of just coming up with stings where, like, within the first two seconds, you are immediately popping because Foley's you know, car crash. The car crash, the the glass, if you smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah. Even just the gong of the Undertaker. The gong, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, you know, like, I f- feel like Kane's music just begins with a fireball <laughs> yeah. before the music even starts. Uh, and I thought about putting Kane on this list, too, honestly. He probably deserves Especially when spot. he had, like, the Finger Eleven song. Yeah. I really enjoyed Slow Chemical, I think it's called. That's what it's yeah. called, yeah. Uh, he, he crossed my mind, too. He didn't make my top five. But, but uh, Stone Cold mention. Steve Austin, not the Disturbed version. That's probably <laughs> on my worst entrance <laughs> themes list. But, uh, yeah, the standard Jim Johnson, 1996, 97 Right on through Stone Cold Steve Austin, Glass Shatters. Uh, Justin, my number two is also Stone Cold. It's uh, for all the same reasons you said. No need to retread it, except I will say that it's maybe the worst song that is the best entrance. Like, it's a nothing song. It's all the sting and the feelings that you associate yeah, with it. Yeah, I guess. I, I feel like the it's kind of got the perfect feel, though. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's an, it is a nothing song. It's just a riff. But, like, that riff within itself has, like... You know, just like the dunna, dunna, dunna. not necessarily that. It's like the yeah. doo, doo, like Absolutely. that part. Like you know, it just has that kind of badass grit edge vibe that you associate with everything that you love about the Stone Cold character. And that's why he's in my number two spot. Number two for me, we just mentioned the Gong, yeah. and it has got to be the Undertaker. Yeah, uh, you know, I, it's 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 an iconic theme that is like. I feel like transcended beyond wrestling for sure to the point where like that song has a place in wider pop culture, maybe more than any other. Yeah, I think I think there probably is a case for that uh, being the number one. I know I said I wasn't going to drag this out any longer, but which Undertaker entrance comes to mind for you when you think of like the Undertaker, the the one that he's using like right now? Yeah, and and I guess was using kind of in the mid to late nineties as well. You know, the purple lights, the smoke. How about the mania with the punk druids. with the hands coming up? The druids. Oh, so great. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's just, 
like Triple H, his entrance always delivers. His entrance might have been even better than... No, not might have. It was. His entrance was better than his match at Mania this past year. Are you kidding? Yeah, his exit was better than his (laughs) match at Mania. Are you kidding? This is is not... So yeah, I'm putting The Undertaker at number two on my list. Beautiful. Adjusting my number one slot. Who else could it be? It's the... It is not The Undertaker. The Undertaker is not on your list Not in my top five, no. And Bray Wyatt is. Yeah, I enjoy Bray Wyatt's more. Uh, Keep in mind, I've never been a giant Undertaker, Mark. So there's that. Just my number one spot is obviously the only person in professional wrestling who gets drunk and smokes cigarettes on his way to the ring. It's the Sandman with Enter Sandman. I I mean, undeniable. The the 2005 One Night Stand is the best wrestling entrance ever. Uh, Coming down, he's smoking a cigarette, he's got the cane, people are going mental. It's the Sandman with a bullet with Enter Sandman. Um, I don't even like metal music. When I hear Enter Sandman, the song, I lose my fucking mind because I think of the Sandman. I'm surprised that my number one choice is not even on your list at all. Okay, who's your number one? Because I feel like this is one of the only guys where like his entrance was basically fully formed from night one and almost never changed. Go ahead. Over the course of fucking 20 years at this point. Yeah. And it is Break the Walls Down, Chris Jericho, entrance number one. The song is great. The song has never changed. You think it's the best entrance? Yes. Especially if we're going right back to like his debut, the countdown with like the silver ball, all of that shit. Huh. Yes. To me, that is the the perfect pro wrestling entrance, and you can tell it's perfect because 20 years in, we have hardly changed a thing about it. Yeah, it's definitely starting with the the countdown thing. He's gone mad with making mouth noises. You know, like no, it like the whole thing, the countdown into like the 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 you know digital uh, computer cyberspace tube thing with the ball going in. Yeah, and then the pyro. Break the walls down. It's perfect. What? Like, it's one of those rare moments. Like, I don't think you would ever see in WWE today somebody's character and presentation to be perfectly distilled and fully formed from their very first appearance on the show. Uh, yeah, I think that that would probably be unlikely. Um, and we did get that when Jericho debuted in, in one of... The best segments in the history yeah, his, of his Raw. debut is amazing, uh, and so I have to pick Chris Jericho. All right, well, uh, there you go, folks. Uh, the Sandman and Chris Jericho is the two best entrances uh, entrance music for WWE. Justin, our next question comes to us from Duncan. I don't know at Duncan. I don't know on Twitter, and he asks, "What scared you most when you were young, Marks?" Uh, like I said, I I kind of came late in the game a little bit. Right. So I was, I think I was like 11 years old when I started watching regularly. Yep. And that's kind of too old to be like frightened by things. But yeah. I do, yeah. Way. <laughs> I, I do yeah, remember. Definitely, Justin. I, I do remember feeling like discomforted by the, uh, <laughs> the, the ministry of darkness. Yeah. Sacrifice of Stephanie McMahon. Ah, oh, shit. You took my answer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just like felt. Did you have a religious upbringing at all? No, not at all. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, my grandparents are Portuguese. Well, my whole family's Portuguese, but like, I, like I'm aware of like Catholicism in some capacity, and so like, my grandparents on my dad's side were very religious, but I, I never, I never like got into it as a. That too is my answer. I hate when this happens. It's it's disappointing, but uh, no, I think it's good because because the fact that that moment was so scary. Like adds to what a fucking hero Austin felt like oh, running out to make the save. He is, oh man, he got a lot of those. <laughs> uh, we got a question right now from Craig Tamble at Fruits Are Edible, and he asks, 
How long could you legitimately last in the Royal Rumble if you entered around the middle of it? <laughs> okay, so, so I'm I'm entry number fifteen. Yeah, so I'm gonna say this. Did you hear about this indie that tried to do a, a shoot battle royal? No. Yeah, there's a video of it. It turns out it's basically impossible to get a grown man over the top rope who is trying to not go over the yeah, top rope. Yeah, I would rope. imagine so. Uh, so, so if I'm, how long could I legitimately last? So are we? Depends who else is in the ring at that point. Yeah, that's, like that's if, a big if question. If I enter at 15 and Braun entered at 14, yeah, you're fucked. Good night, JMO. So who who could you contend with in the ring? So Braun crushes us both. Hang on. Let, maybe this question is more interesting if we get to enter at 14 and 15 together and we're a tag team. And we team. work together. Yeah, we're trying to make it to the end. Yeah, then I think we'd do pretty well. Yeah, I feel I like we th- could eliminate a bunch of guys. Let's call a spade a spade. We'd win the fucking thing. Yeah. We're going to Mania. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, who's going to win of the two of us when you. it's just you and me in the end? You. Yeah, I'm going to clothesline you right over the top Oh, my road. God. Cactus clothesline to the outside. <laughs> oh. And then I'm going to point at the sign and I'm going to pump my Wait, arm. Wait, hang on a second. You're going to do the cactus clothesline? Yeah. The one move in pro wrestling <laughs> that puts you over the top rope? Yeah, but you're going to go out first. I, I think Foley hits the ground nope. at about the same time. Nope. Okay, Justin, you hit me with the cactus clothesline. I will. See how that goes for I you. will. What a terrible no, move No, you're going to hit first. You're going to hit first, and then I'm going to hit, and I'm going to pick you up, and then we're going to hug. Okay, yeah, I, I like that <laughs> as a spot. Now, do I get to manage you to mania? Yes. Okay, so I'm out there being like... Hey, this here. Can I cut a promo on your? But opponents? then when we get to Mania, you betray me. No, I wouldn't do that. No, you do though. I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, it's the title match at Mania. Nope. And you're like, you never should have eliminated me. You fucking. I won't asshole. do it. I will go. We are hashtag good friends. Listen to top See, marks. That's what you're saying right now. But when it comes to the title match at Mania, I'm about to win it, and then boom, I get chair shot from behind by my hashtag good friend. I wouldn't do it. Justin, I need it's to. all because I didn't let you win the Rumble. That was what we agreed to. But you tried. You used the cactus clothesline. <laughs> Justin, I'm going to cut an up. Uh, can you give me who your opponent is at Mania? It's going to be Brock Lesnar. Okay, so here. I'm going to cut a quick promo on him, okay? <laughs> okay. For you, because I'm now your manager. Hey, Brock. What? what you got that tattoo? You, you look like a fool out there. Uh, am I allowed to swear? Uh, sure. Okay. Hey, you, you fart knocker. Why don't you shut up for a change or get Paul Heyman to shut up instead? Uh, uh, you, you, you fool. Did I say fool already? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, why, it's kind of like. Hey, Brock, why don't you uh, take a short. No, wait. Take a long <laughs> walk off of a short pier. Push you off a cliff, bud. <laughs> That's, we killed it. <laughs> uh, Justin, our next question to us comes from uh, Brenny Omega. Brenny Omega. At just Brenny on Twitter, and he asks, anybody ever tell you guys that you have a vague resemblance to War Machine? I guess somebody did. <laughs> I guess it has happened yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah people people uh, uh, have said, you know, I think anyone with a beard, they're like, oh, Josh, you're like Kevin Owens or uh, uh, other really handsome people who are in WWE. They'll, they'll compare me to. I mean, I've leaned into the Bray Wyatt comparable in the past. Yeah, you dressed up. As Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the beard was a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, but I don't think we do look like War Machine, though. I'll say this. One of the guys is a little taller and bigger, and the other guy has tattoos. So there's like... Some... Yeah, it's, it's not the closest. But, uh, yeah. but again, we would be a tag team. So it's not the, it's not the worst comparison. But yeah. to answer your question, Brenny... Only now. Yeah, only now. But, uh, I mean, Brenny, thank you for writing in. I'm glad I get to address once again that we all agree War Machine is going to have to change his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's going no. I thought he was in yeah. jail. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Justin, we have uh, even more questions this week, if you can believe it, my friend. Are you ready? Oh, what's going on? This one comes to us from the Borgman Superfan, Blair Pacheco. And Blair asks, if you could change the outcome of one match, which would it be? And how would the wrestling landscape be changed because of it? Oh, okay. So now we're into the questions that came in live while we were doing the show. So I haven't had much chance to think about it. I have an answer for this. Okay, you go ahead and I'm going to think for a second. The Rock wins the main event of WrestleMania 2000. Oh, okay. Because The Rock never got to win the title at WrestleMania. And he was incredibly over babyface at that time. I like that. Uh, And there's really no need for Triple H to get that win. Triple H just fucking wins all the time. And the, one of the things that I hate about that match that I've brought up many times before is that you do he's the this. cerebral assassin, <laughs> so he's just like, hey, Rock, why don't you do this thing? And Rock's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? Yeah, like awesome. every, He's just like the ring general telling people what to do. And it's like, everybody fucking hates this guy. Why wouldn't they beat him up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hilarious because you jogged my memory there. My answer also involving one where which Triple H would have lost, uh, and it's his match against CM Punk. Uh, it's I, I'm sure it wouldn't have changed the wrestling landscape all that much, but it is the most that I can think of in recent memory where I was like, the wrong guy just won. Now, can I go? I just think it's egregious that The Rock never won the title. That at is not. He often was the heel carrying the belt into Mania, which makes sense. But can I pick something a little smaller skill that this would not be my choice? Something else that came to mind: Mark Henry beating Ryback at WrestleMania was insane at the time. It just made zero sense. So that that would have uh, that would come to mind. I well. also would um, change that uh, Chris Jericho beats Fandango. <laughs> Fandango debuts at WrestleMania yeah. to a loss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fandango should never have been given a huge program out of the gate like that in oh the first place. Goodness. It's just like a misplaced push. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, technically we've both seen them beat him on the big stage, so I'm very much looking forward to next year's Wrestle Kingdom co-main event. Fandango versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my expectations are low, but <laughs> who knows? Justin, that's it for our questions this week. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I thought there was a few more. Regardless. Oh, that's all good. Oh, I got through. Yeah, it was a good show. We got Oof. back to basics. We yeah. cut out the middleman. Yeah. I got to say, <laughs> those other people suck. All of the guests that we've had? No, nah, they were great. That seems very rude. They were unbelievably good. This episode, probably worse without them, but it was very nice hanging out, just the two of us. Yeah, I liked, uh, you know, I missed you, bud. I missed you, You were you in too, Japan bud. for a good long while there. It felt like you never left, but... but thank uh, you. Only because I had these recordings of you to listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, people think that I'm talking about the podcast that we pre-recorded. That no, 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 no. And put out while you were in Japan. But now you actually left me a bunch of messages being like... Uh, just press play on this tape <laughs> when you when you miss hanging out with me, and it's like simulated a conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah you recorded yourself being like, "Hey, Jamo, what's going on? Hey, Madman, what's going on, bud?" And then like enough of a gap for me to respond, and then you were like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that." Even though I said a positive thing, but I mean, you couldn't know that when you recorded. Well, actually, it. I have the tape right here if you want me to play. <laughs> sure, it. yeah. Okay, here, one sec. Hey there, Madman. How you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Japan's pretty fun. Oh, the food's great. (laughs) What are you eating? A donair? That's unusual. Just kidding. I know you love donairs. (laughs) Anyway, bud, I'm going to get back out there to Japan. We'll we'll talk to you soon, okay? Ah, not if I see you first. Okay, not if I see you first. Okay. (laughs) 
And you left me like 70 of them. Yeah, it, was, it took me a while yeah, to record them. I know, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I guess it's time to wrap up. We yeah. haven't asked the people to rate and review the program. We on haven't iTunes begged. In a I haven't while. begged in ages. Yeah, it always helps the show if you do that. Head on over to the iTunes store, give us the old five star rating, write a review about why you enjoy the program if you happen to. And of course, We've stalled out lately at just like the 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 usual number of downloads that we do on a week to week basis, which I don't know if that's our entire audience. I assume it's not because people stream the show out there as well. Yeah, but uh, you know maybe uh, recommend the show to people. Be like, hey, this show top marks pretty good stuff. Yeah, we like doing it, but but if the numbers don't grow, I'm only in this for fame and fortune, so it feels a little empty. I mean, I like doing it to no matter how many people are listening. Not me. But if that number dips below jo- 200, I'm out of here. I might lose Josh and have to do this all by my lonesome. And It'd, I be that. <laughs> It'd be a better show. It'd be a better show. I also apologize to those of you who thought uh, we were serious when I said that this was an exclusively New Japan show now. <laughs> Granted, I have done nothing really but watch New Japan for the last two weeks. So yeah. if anyone out there wants to talk to me about Kota Ibushi or uh, you know Okada or really anyone, I'd be happy to have those conversations. Who's the Who's the other guy? Antonio Inoki. Yes. Been watching a lot of him. No, I have not gone that far back. You know why I don't like Antonio Inoki? Why? He's not hot. Yeah, he's not really spicy either. Nah, that makes me think he doesn't taste great. It's because he's He's not not Curry Man. man! What? What? Titus Worldwide! Apollo got to shine this week. Yeah. He looked great in that match. Yeah, a lot of the the backflips and uh, jumping around. They're going to be in that Rumble match, I bet. Titus Worldwide? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. The club also. Is there a chance they win the Rumble? Titus, I mean? (laughs) Like any chance. Yeah. He's the odds on favor right now, but Yeah, I heard the, the dirt lines. sheets or so yeah, the betting lines yeah, on the dirt Vegas, sheets. Vegas is saying put it all on <laughs> Titus, Titus baby. Is surging. 